Welcome to the Foreigners Journalist Podcast, a podcast about life as a foreigner in general and in Germany in particular. The focus of this podcast is to give you insights about life in Germany and to answer your questions about the art of maneuvering life in a foreign country. You're welcome to listen to this podcast for information or just for entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Foreigners Journalist Podcast. Today is the 11th of April 2021. It's a Sunday. It's drizzling here in Germany, at least in the part where I live, which is southwestern part of Germany. And um, it's fairly warm. I think the, the temperatures are around 16, 17, which for, um, compared to the rest of the week is actually fairly warm. So um, this week, so much happened this week. Um, my hope has been not to be not to be talking about coronavirus. Um, my hope has been to be able to talk about other things, but it seems like coronavirus still kind of um, basically um, affects all areas of our lives, and it's just so difficult to talk about other things without um, talking about coronavirus. Because if you have to do to have home office all the time, if the kids have to have um, like online school all the time, it's really difficult not to talk about the, um, the the situation with the coronavirus. But I actually wanted to talk about something completely different, which is um, what is happening in uh, Britain and in Kenya and, um, yeah, the rest of the world. So as you all probably know already, Prince Philip, the, wife, the, the husband of um, the, the Queen of England, died this past week. And... Um, yeah, and I guess, I mean, he was 99 years old, so he definitely lived a full life, you know. So he had the privilege to live uh, longer than most people, which is a good thing. That is not the point. That is not what I wanted to talk about when it comes to Britain. I actually wanted to talk about uh, Britain putting Kenya on the red list of the countries that are not allowed to, uh, whose citizens are not allowed to travel into Britain or to transit through Britain. Now, um this is something that caused an uproar in Kenyan on Kenyan media space, especially on Twitter. People are really upset about this because um, of the hypocrisy about this. Because for one, um, there are lots of uh, British soldiers who train in Kenya, and there's uh, there's good reason to believe that uh, they probably brought the corona, the dangerous, the, the British mutation of the coronavirus into Kenya. So, red list in Kenya is kind of it just doesn't make sense, you know. But the other thing is that um, as of now, at least officially, Britain has much, much more um, corona deaths that's, that have resulted from um, uh, infections with the coronavirus or uh, just casualties of people who have been infected. You know, I mean, you can, of course, argue that maybe Kenya is not testing as much as uh, Britain. But the truth is that um, by the current um, numbers, it just doesn't make sense to... Um, to um it doesn't make sense to red list kenya so as of today um the number of uh, the total cases number of cases in kenya uh, is listed at 145,000 uh, infected and um 2330 have lost their lives to coronavirus um, in contrast in contrast the united kingdom has had um a total of 4.37 million cases and 127,000 people have lost their lives to coronavirus. That is as of uh, today, the 11th of April, 2021. 
So uh, it just does not make sense to um, put Kenya on the red list, you know. Now, of course, you can argue that uh, maybe Kenyans are not testing enough, you know, and um, the government has um, dodgy statistics usually. Uh, they are not to be completely trusted. But the people have not died in Kenya in the numbers that you've seen in most countries, you know. So there's no reason to believe there's absolutely no reason to believe that um, that they're hiding the numbers, you know. So um, I just it just doesn't make sense, you know. The funny thing is that I'm not completely sad about this whole thing. I was not upset like everyone else was upset about the whole situation with uh, Britain Red List in Kenya, because uh, uh, the relationship between Britain and uh, Kenya is a very parasitic, um, toxic relationship. And that is something that you notice, you especially understand if you are, if you live outside, if you come out of Britain, uh, out of Kenya. So the first time I went to London, what I noticed was how familiar it felt. You know, it's really, um, it's, it's everything is um, like if if you if you've lived in Nairobi and then you move to to London, it's really the vibe is the same somehow. You know. And then when you go to continental Europe, when you come to Germany, you feel like it's just completely different, you know. And at the beginning, I wasn't sure exactly what what was so different about Britain and what was so um, what was so different about Germany. And I and I think with time, I've come to understand um, what the differences are. For one, uh, as someone who was born and brought up in Kenya, um, we've gone through. Um, the, the British in Kenya are usually, well, usually like super rich, you know, they own, even now they own ranches and they, they own all kinds of uh, posh properties. And um, and that is just, normally in Kenya, if you meet a white person, they are most likely to be British, you know. So continental Europeans, um, you eventually met them in Kenya, but that was, that's a fairly new thing. I think initially you only always new uh, white people as British, you know. In fact, um, most people, most Kenyans used to be very, very surprised, were very surprised to find out that actually the white people who, not all white people speak English, you know, because the only white people you got to encounter were actually um, uh, English speak, uh, like like English people, like from Britain, you know. So um, what the part of the reason I said I wanted to explain why this whole thing about Kenya being uh, red-listed by Britain I found it actually amusing, <laughs> and it's because um, they are, Britain has a very strange relationship with its former colonies, you know. So even though um, the um, the British have le left, the Africans, who the political class usually see themselves as some kind of uh, they have there's this elite group of people that have been groomed, usually with the support of um, London. Or by, or by the British government to kind of rule, you know. And these people perpetuate corruption, you know, they have um, all kinds of offshore accounts to siphon um, state resources, you know. And the general feeling in the population is that um, they, there's money, you know, like um, you cannot do anything about corruption, about corrupt people, because normally they're helped by Britain, by like basically Britain is on their side, you know. And um, initially... I would have thought like many people thought used to think like this is just conspiracy theories or just people being uh, salty, you know. But in the previous elections, like just this last, the last elections in Kenya, there was a strong presence of Cambridge Analytica, which is a British company, and they basically 
they basically tried to spew hate, you know. So Kenya is a country with different tribes, different ethnic groups that are usually not very friendly to each other. They, so there's uh, a lot of hostility sometimes, and especially during elections because um, election, um, political power means... Um, means access to resources. So the result is that those who have uh, political power have uh, have access to to money. They have access to government contracts. They have access to uh, to jobs. You know, they have access to all kinds of opportunities. So um, what has hap- What happens is that that those tribes. So it's it's really um, a matter of death. Elections in Kenya are a matter of death, and the British know this. You know, the British government knows this and has. Actively, there is evidence that they've actively um, worked to um, to kind of uh, to um, to help with you know like it's it's a bad situation. If you remove the, the British from the equation, there would still be quite a lot of hostility in Kenya, but amongst different tribes. But if you find a if you make if you have a situation where a former colonial um, master kind of uh, mixes like kind of tries to spew hate and tries to stalk the um, the already uh, existing bigotry and uh, hate spread amongst different tribes and you have a very very toxic mix so britain has not always had a constructive role in kenya you know so um the result is that you have an, a, a political class an elite class that basically um have completely no um connection to what really happens in kenya on the ground you know so these are people who, for example, um, the health minister uh, announced last week, he was asking for people to send like Kenyans across the country who have oxygen cylinders to avail them to the government, you know, so that um, to help um, with the um, with the scarcity, the, situ- the, the, the scarcity of oxygen cylinders for Corona virus victims. And that is something that is so ridiculous because what kind of a person has a, a, an oxygen cylinder at home, you know? The, the fact that a government minister can ask this of a country where the majority barely have something to eat is just incredible, you know? But this is basically um, this is basically what, what how things work in Kenya, that you have this elite class, you know, just like in Britain, you have um, elite schools, you have these people who went to, um, who even as adults identify themselves as uh, um, like uh, as um, graduates of a certain school or whatever, you know. And this is something that you don't, that for example, you don't find in Germany, you know. Not, no one goes around talking about the high school they attended, you know. And this is something that you find, um, I mean, the same way the likes of Boris Johnson attended Eton College and or walk around kind of proud of the school they attended. This is the same way that you'll also find in Kenya, you know, there are people who attended specific schools, and this is something that they walk around as a badge of honor, you know. And part of the reason they do this is because um, you find that uh, the kind of school you attend also kind of uh, influences what kind of, the kind of access you have in later life, you know, so that you find like um, government ministries or whatever's like high government positions are, are, are basically reserved for particular people, you know, so like everyone knows each other in those circles, you know. And I would like to, um, I, I think, um, I, don't, I don't want to say that Germany doesn't have its own kind of elitism, you know, but that kind of elitism, it's not, I've not had someone tell, talk to me about, kind of brag to me about the school they attended, you know, that is just, that is just rarely there, you know, maybe there are some who do this, but it's just not the widespread way, you know. It's like I don't know. 
So the other thing is that um, the British ruling class, just like the Kenyan ruling class, is very rich, you know. So in Kenya, um, most of the time, people get into politics to get access to resources and to become rich. So that you find um, that the richest people in the country are just um, politicians, you know. And in Germany, for example, you find that um, people, you don't necessarily associate um, politicians with richness, you know. And I don't. I hope that it stays like this. But, for example, you don't think of Angela Merkel and how much she owns, you know. On the other hand, um, the Kenyan president and his family have so much property. Like, they basically have um, an incredible wealth, you know. And this is also something that I think is very British, you know, because there are also um, those British politicians who are also very, very wealthy, you know. So, um, yeah, so I think that that is also something that is very different between Germany and uh, Britain, for example. I feel like this video has been all over the place, uh, but I actually, um, in summary, just wanted to talk about how I think it's hypocritical that Britain has uh, redlisted Kenya, because I think that there is absolutely no reason for it. And um, the, the whole thing with coronavirus, I, I think there is, um, there, I feel like this whole episode is a bit out of, <laughs> all over the place. But in summary, I just wanted to talk about how hypocritical I think um, the British the British government is in red list in Kenya, you know. Even though um, I think that um, it's a good thing that for once the British, the British government is fighting with the elite, uh, corrupt Kenyan ruling class. I still just think that the hypocrisy is incredible, you know. And um, there is there was a time uh, not so long ago where when there was an article in BBC, kind of uh, asking something like, uh, "Could it be that poverty has uh, is somehow has somehow saved Africans from coronavirus or something?" It was something as ridiculous as that, you know. And uh, I think like. Um, there is so much hypocrisy when dealing with Africa that is sometimes just annoying, you know. And uh, the dishonesty of the British government and also the British media, I think, is just incredible, you know. And, um, yeah. So thank you very much for listening, wherever you are. I hope that you are keeping safe. Um, coronavirus, the numbers in Germany continue to rise. And um, it, from, it, from, um, it looks like we're going to a new hard lockdown again this coming week. And I just hope that somehow we'll get this in under control eventually. Thanks a lot for listening. If you have any questions, then please send them to podcast at the foreignersjournal.com. And if you have a minute, then please uh, um, rate, give us a five star. And um, till next time, bye.